1: Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you without the great Dr. Damien Christoph, but recently, We did an event together, a 100 Not Out Longevity evening, discussing all matter of principles related to longevity from socializing and nutrition to movement, and without doubt, a number of highlights from our recent trip to Icaria and Sardinia. So over the next few weeks, you are going to come into the event room where Damien and I spoke in Sandringham in Melbourne, and we are going to share with you the recordings of our recent event together Over the next few weeks, some controversial comments and statements coming up in here. We had a whole lot of fun with about 50 people in a room. Enjoy the next few episodes of 100 Not Out as we discuss a number of our key findings of research over the years. Hey folks, welcome, 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 welcome along to this evening. Uh, We really appreciate it given that Melbourne's turned on another graceful grey evening with rain and sleet and all kinds of low temperatures, so uh, thank you. Thank you uh, for braving the elements. Um, but, but seriously, most of you have probably been working a 10-hour day. Some have flown in from Brisbane today. Uh, Sydney? Who's flown in from Sydney? What's your name? Thanks, Mandy. Uh, and, and Leanne and Owen have flown in from Brisbane. Uh, where's Adele and Leah have driven down from New which is near Shepparton, and they're driving home tonight. Yeah, oh. yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, where's Barb and Keith? Barb right in the front row, right in front of me. Had a man look. Uh, Barb and Keith are down from Inverloch. Who else has driven for me? I mean, this is pretty epic. So, uh, well done to everyone here that has actually made the effort to be here tonight. Uh, whether you live in Sandringham or New Mercia or Sydney or wherever you're from, uh, thank you so much. Uh, my name's Marcus Pierce For those that um, I haven't met yet. I've, walked the room and found a few of you and look forward to getting to know those that I haven't met yet. My great mate, brother from another mother, the king of wellness, Damien Christoph. Round of applause for Damo, please, folks. <laughs> because I know about half of the room is uh, a member of Vita Lifestyles, uh, Damo's incredible health and wellness centre here in Sandringham. Um, can we just get a little a little, um, show of hands? Because we've got about five or six subcultures in here tonight. Hands up if you're a, a, a Vita Lifestyles member. You, you come here through Vita. Cool. Um, and then I've got a few of my clients, mastery clients. Hands up if you're a mastery client. Cool. Got four or five of you. And then my wife, Sarah, is a retired chiropractor. Hands up if you used to see Sarah. Barbara Keith. All right, cool. Hands up if you're just a mate of Damos and you've come for moral support. Come on. And then my mum's here. Hands up for my mum. Mum up in the back. Claire, round of applause for Claire. All right. So i got to impress my mum. Mum said, do I get to see you while I was doing in town? I said, oh, do you want to come to Santa and have $49, <laughs> $49 mum? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so mum's come down from Mount Martha. and um, is, that, is that right, Mount Martha? Oh, up, sorry, yes, sorry. Whoops, yes, don't get that wrong. My mum's been telling me that for years. Up, down. Um, so we really look forward to uh, hopefully giving you guys um, a night that you feel you're glad to have attended. If you don't like tonight, please don't tell us. We're very sensitive to feedback. Um, so sensitive, yeah. Um, so Domo and I were, in, you know, pre- preparing for today. We're, we're wondering why everyone came uh, or why you chose to part with a bit of time and money to be here. So can we just get a couple of random shares as to why you were crazy enough to come along tonight? Just interrupt, Adele. Oh, yes. You're rubbing his back right now. He loves this. <laughs> yeah. No, Adele, Demo, Demo, Adele. <laughs> there we go, there we go. <laughs> no, because I haven't seen you live, but oh. I've obviously seen Marcus at a
0: bunch of times. Sick of me, she's sick of me. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't drive very much. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I was excited to. Not excited, that's real work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is getting awkward and uncomfortable aircon. and racy and seeming. We've got the aircon ah. down at 21s. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Just it down a couple more. Yeah. Uh, nice work, Adele. Who else is here for a reason? You got something? What's your name? Sorry, I haven't Joe. met you. Joe, nice to meet you, Joe. Oh, you're NANFRA. We're Nanfra. Oh, nice. Nice Ooh. to meet you. Yeah, another NANFRA. Yeah. Do I have a fourth NANFRA? <laughs> oh, we do have a fourth. Five. <laughs> <Sorry.
0: laughs> four, well, six.
1: Holy moly, this is growing. You're like a quarter of the room. So, so Joe? Joe. And Peter, Peter? Peter. And why did you guys come along here? We wanted to see you there. Oh, thanks a million. Gee whiz. That's hope
0: that you slept in on the day that you presented at the Nutrition Summit. Okay, yes. You can see the whole thing.
1: That's right. wanted to see the beginning. That was a two hour presentation there tonight. It's a nice two hour, but yeah, we have got 40 minutes of me, 40 of demo. I'll talk in double speed. All right, hope we don't disappoint. No pressure on you and I. Uh, Catherine? Yeah. Yes. Retired principal from East Bentley. Uh, I've never heard of you and I've got no idea what all these acronyms are that are going around. Oh dear. Sorry. gets a bit clicky. Apologies in advance. We'll get, that's all right.
0: But I've just retired and I'm terrified about retirement
1: and I want to live my best life. Nice. All right, Catherine. You're going to like tonight, I hope. I think. Um, What else have we got? Any other compelling reasons for being here? Chester. I went to a conference in Canberra
0: recently and one of the topics was how to die young and I misinterpreted that. But what it was really about is when you older, you die while you still have quality of life, even if you live into a hundred. So then I understood what the theme was. And uh, yeah, it's just what's a bit of an interest in me, how to die young, feeling young.
1: So it's about the quality, yeah. not
0: the length necessarily. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we did, I was having a chat to Andrew here tonight who's new to what we do and one of the things that we do is a podcast called 100 Not Out which we started in 2013 when Damo said, PC, I'm 39, I'm scared of turning 40 and I was a raging vegan at the time thinking that being vegan would be the fountain of youth and we started this podcast and our our first interview was Tommy Hafey, who many of you will know in the room and Tommy said, I'm 81 but I always think like I'm 21. I never actually feel like I'm 81. So to your point Chester, that's what you're looking for. That. Two. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I love that advertising. Yeah, yeah. So good. Uh great. Well, Damo, why do you why do you feel compelled to share tonight, I mean we've had a whirlwind time in Europe recently but yeah. why do you think, I mean we haven't done this for no. a few years?
0: Well, thanks for asking Fizzy. Um <laughs> yeah. so for me it's about sharing what we've learned uh, not everybody can get to Sardinia or Icaria with us and we're just so passionate about it and obviously not everyone yet understands what a podcast is, so <laughs> not everyone's hearing what we're saying but also being part of a community, and I love Sandringham as a community of Bayside as and uh, to share this knowledge that we've collected over the years is uh, really special and it means a lot to me to be able to share all this information. Because I know that every single time we meet somebody and share something, it changes their life. Uh, and that's important. So, you know, it inspires me to share this information. I'm on the golf course, I'm talking about this sort of stuff. I'm away on holidays with mates and I'm talking about this sort of stuff, so I'm very passionate about it. And uh, So to bring a group of people that are like-minded or at least curious, um, hopefully you take something home tonight that you can share with others. And Maybe even decide you want to come to Icaria or Sardinia with us. Who knows? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about sharing this information
1: because it should be easily available for you. Just as a word of context, who, ha- when we say Icaria and Sardinia, just so we, because again, as Catherine said, we're already using acronyms and, and many people in the room we don't know. Who just, hands on heart, doesn't know why we're talking about Icaria and Sardinia? Mr Lockwood at the back. Is that Mr Lockwood at the back? It is. Catherine, Chester. Jo, Ma- Ma- Mandy, from Sydney, from Sydney, all right, what, what are your names just sorry guys I haven't met you yet, yes. Tiffany and Anthony, great, um, so because everyone at the moment is messaging Damo and I about a, a, a series on Netflix, you, you may have heard of this series called Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones, and to a lot of people this feels very new, like it's a new series on Netflix so it must be new. What we're going to share with you tonight is work that we've been doing for over 10 years in the context of Ikaria and Sardinia, uh, seven years. But the reason why we're talking about these places tonight is because National Geographic did a bunch of research about 20 years ago and identified five parts of the world that had great quantity and quality of life in that longevity, which is what Chester's looking for. And those five places were the little Greek island of Ikaria, which is near the Turkish coast. the the Italian island of Sardinia, but not the whole island, just 13 little villages in the island, Okinawa in Japan, Nicoya in Costa Rica, and a part of um, California called Loma Linda, which is renowned as a Seventh-day Adventist uh, community. So these five parts of the world have been called Blue Zones, and tonight we're going to talk with you about the two European Blue Zones because these are places that Damo and I visit regularly. And again, because it's on the other side of the planet, it's not easy just to take... Fifty people there, so we're going to give you a little taste of what it is tonight. Does that provide the context for people that were wondering? Cool. Um, anything else before I kick it off? No. What are you going to here? Go? I just miss you because I oh. just. We don't get to do this. We have a digital relationship. It sounds very intimate. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a doll, I miss you, Damo. Um, I I grew up in Templestowe, but now live in Mullumbimby, which is a long way from Templestowe. So we have a digital relationship. We run a podcast and we get to chat every Wednesday. Um, but I'm doing a talk for a financial planner tomorrow and I thought, well, if I'm here on the Wednesday night, we could do a, a, a talk, an event together. We only came up with the idea about six weeks ago. But we're like, yeah, Damon has Wednesday evenings off. Um, but here's the thing. We don't get to do this. We often get people going, oh, I've been listening to your podcast for 10 years and we've never heard of the person. Um, it's a very digital relationship. So to have an in-person event, we thrive on... Uh, in-person events. Uh, we both would call ourselves extroverts. Demos a Labrador. I don't know what dog breed I am, but uh, we love uh, being around other people. And as much as we have a podcast, which we think is Australia's oldest, longest running podcast on aging well and longevity, we don't really get to hear from the listeners because they're doing the ironing or they're driving to school or they're you know, going to work or going for a walk. So this is really good um, human-to-human interaction. So that's why I'm here. That's why we're here. Um, I kick us off. Yeah. All right. Um, take it. Take a seat, Damo. I'm going to talk for about thirty forty minutes. Going to take your questions and the rest of it. Damo's going to share his wisdom. I am more of a lifestyle guy. Damo's your food guy. So don't really talk to me about food. Ask any questions you want about Damo. But if you want to push up against me about anything lifestyle related that I come up with, I'm okay if I drop grenades in the room tonight and you disagree. You have questions. You want to argy bargy. We'll take it to the bar. Like because tonight. Um, Given that we only have a short period of time together, and Damon is the same, we don't want to sugarcoat this stuff. We've got a bit of a um, challenge in Australia that you won't really find in the mass media. You'll also find, because we're talking about Icaria and Sardinia, some of you are going to be interested, some of you are not. That's the, whole, that's the whole point. But we are not here to sell Icaria or Sardinia. It makes no sense to travel to Icaria or Sardinia. It's not a logical decision. Those of you that care to join us are going to do so because you've got heartstrings pulling on you and there's some reason why you want to travel on the other side of the world to either find more meaning in life, to find the next chapter of life, to find something to bring back to Australia that you can't necessarily find in Australia. But do not we're not going to say you've got to come and all of this and book by this date and the rest of it. Uh, What I will do, I'll show you a little bit how you can find out more and all the rest of it, but we're not going to tell you that it's something you have to do and you won't live a great life if you don't come. You're going to know in your heart and soul whether it's the type of trip that you want. Our job here tonight is to give you a little taste test of um, of how Icaria and Sardinia do longevity. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this at the very beginning. For those people that are go, that, when you see all of this tonight, and if it does linger in your heart, I'm going to let you know because people go. So you go to Icaria every year? Damn, I'm having a bit of clicker trouble here. Um, we don't. We say we go to Icaria every year in Sardinia, but COVID really gave us kick up the butt that that doesn't necessarily happen. Um, but we think we do. We like to think we do. Next year, we're going to both. We're going to Icaria, August 22 to 31. And right now, as it stands, we have, we have a max uh, group size of 16 people. So we have four people. Uh, we have four spots remaining for Icaria. And is the that button, yeah? And for Sardinia, we have six spots remaining. We, we fly to uh, Athens on the last day of Icaria. We stay there overnight. We wake up the next morning, we fly to Rome, fly to Sardinia and we do that September 1 to 10. Six spots remaining for there. All of the details uh, is at um, 100notout.com. You'll see everything you need. So all of the details are at 100notout.com. So that is all we need to tell you about that for tonight. Now, we get into, well, what I'm gonna do is three what ifs of longevity, of blue zones, of nutrition, and of lifestyle. Just out of curiosity, who's watched this Netflix series? About a third of the room, okay, cool. So that's the series, Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones. Again, a lot of people feel like it's brand new. It's been around for 20 years and these cultures have been around for hundreds, thousands of years. Um, Tonight, I want to just share with you some of what may um, be worth thinking about, but I'm very keen to tell you that I haven't been doing this forever because I was a fat, pimply, overweight, chubby teenager that grew up on Vegemite toast. No, it wasn't your fault. Um, No, 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 no. She knows all this. She made it for, no, I made it myself, made my lunchbox, Thank wasn't you no. milk ways. Thank you, Milky Way, two mint slices of morning tea, style Vegemite sandwiches for lunch, barbecue shapes for afternoon tea, maybe meat and potatoes for dinner, two glasses of rev milk. I haven't been into health and wellness for as long as Damo has. Um, I am a journalist by profession. I was sports mad, uh, wanted to be the next Eddie McGuire, Bruce McEvaney, when I realised I couldn't be the next Gary Lyon because I was terrible at football. and Don't talk about Melbourne, I'm a Melbourne supporter. Um, so I became a journalist, worked in sports media for six or seven years, smoking, workaholic, binge drinking—you know all of the things that journo's are good at—and um, then I met my now wife Sarah, um, who's a chiropractor, uh, well retired chiropractor. So Sarah and Damo studied together at RMIT. That is the whole connection uh, with Damo and I. Um, one day, Sarah and I were living in Ireland in a little thatched cottage. I was watching. Uh, a TV, on the little TV, and we were having uh, lentil bolognese because we had become raging vegans at that point because uh, veganism is the fountain of youth, of course. If you don't know, all you have to do is go plant-based and you'll live to 100. So we were watching TV and all of a sudden Sarah spat out her lentils and she's like, oh, my gosh, that's Damo. And I spat out my plant-based, you know, noodles because all noodles are plant-based, of course, and I said, who is Damo? And she said, I started with Damo. And all of a sudden, we realized that Damo was a massive star. Because Damo, if you don't know, and he's too humble to tell you, he has the most serialized health uh, TV show on the planet called Downsize Me. It's like before The Biggest Loser, it was Downsize Me. The reason why you probably haven't heard of it is because it came out of a little country called New Zealand. And Damo was massive in New Zealand because he was living over there studying chiropractic. Anyway, we get back to Australia. I meet Damo. And uh, we started the podcast 100 Not Out. But before we did that, as I said, I was raging vegan. And when I say raging, shaving with avocado (laughs) raging. Now, I don't know if you've heard this, but if you shave with avocado, not only do you have the most soft and silky skin, but you live to 100. I had to just show my kids this, so I reenacted it for them you might see them vomiting in the sink in a minute. Uh, But this is how you live to 100. So for six or seven years, well, particularly in Ireland, I remember this, because in Ireland, I don't know if you realise, but they don't grow avocado trees in Ireland. So we would get the avocados from Kenya from the supermarket and we would get them. Well, I would get them, not Sarah. She might have shaved her legs with avocado, but I definitely shaved my face with avocado. Um, And the reason why I did this is because this was the way to live to 100. Now, This is on the back of a book called Healthier 100 uh, by John Robbins. He never told me to to shave with avocado but I must admit that John Robbins changed my life in the, well, the best way possible but not how I was thinking. Has anyone here ever had a Baskin-Robbins ice cream? Right. So John Robbins was the heir to the throne of Baskin-Robbins ice cream. He grew up on ice cream for breakfast, lunch and dinner. He swam in an ice cream cone-shaped swimming pool. He had that many friends it wasn't funny because his dad owned an ice cream company. But uh, Uncle Bert Baskin died in his mid-50s from a heart attack, and Irv Robbins, his dad, had heart disease and high cholesterol and all the rest of it, and uh, John Robbins thought maybe inheriting a multi-billion dollar ice cream business is not what my life's all about. Long story short, he uh, became raging vegan, left America, went to Canada, sprinkled kale seeds and cabbage seeds with his girlfriend Dee, and uh, became the uh, preeminent vegan author on the planet. Incredible man. We still haven't interviewed him. He's my favourite vegan on the planet. We need to interview him. But here's what he did. He wrote this book called Healthy at 100. I'm a raging vegan. A book written by the most vegan author, the best vegan author in the world, is going to tell me how to live to 100 and be healthy. So I open the book. I get to the second page of the introduction. And he references a study done by the Yale School of Public Health. And literally, it tears my life into two. Maybe a million pieces, but definitely two. It said this, and I want you to think about this, 600 people interviewed over the course of 20 years are asked questions such as, Owen, as you age, you become less useful. Don't answer the question. Agree or disagree? Leah, as you get older, you realize your best years are behind you. Joe, as you get older, you realize it's all downhill from here. Pete, as you get older, you realize your reliability on your family, on your community, and all of these questions about getting older, and here's what happened. The people that agreed with those sentiments that as you get older, you become less useful, it's all downhill from here, your besties are behind you, died seven and a half years earlier than the people that had an empowered view of aging. And for you data and research freaks, here's the thing. It had no bearing on their genes, on their wealth, on their social status, on if they did CrossFit or yoga, and it didn't take into account what they ate. All it took into account was their beliefs. And here I was thinking that if I shaved with avocado and had lentil bolognese every second night, I was going to be healthier at 100. And we had a chiropractic centre at the time. And so I'm like, hold on a minute, what does everyone here think? And they'd walk in, they'd be like, oh, no, I'm too old to travel. Or maybe I've got one big trip. Do you want to change career? No, I'm too old to change my career. Do you want to do this? No, I don't have the time. And I'm like, hold on a minute. This belief about getting older is endemic. We have a really low self-esteem around getting older. So this opened up the conversation because I'm like, okay, seven and a half years is chopped off by a belief system that as you get older, you're grumpier and you're just a fragile, you know, senile shell of yourself and no one wants to turn 50. They're scared of turning 50. And I'm like, hold on, but what if it doesn't have anything to do with the diet? And I was like, I called Damo. I was like, Damo, I am like... Down the rabbit hole of longevity, Damo at the time had the number one podcast in Australia called The Wellness Guys. Am any chance you want to do a second podcast? So this was in 2013. So a long time ago, when podcasts were hardly a thing, we started 100 Not Out, um, and we were like, right, um, we did 12 interviews to start us off, and we were both determined that nutrition would be the number one thing. The best eaters would be living to you know 100. We interviewed Tommy Hafey, you know, doesn't, what was it? He doesn't eat lollies, biscuits, or chocolate, but he's like, but I love ice cream. Oh, how much do you love ice cream, Tommy? He's like, every day. Every day. <laughs> and then we'd interview a raw vegan, um, and she'd been vegan since like she was 60, Mimi Kirk, the sexiest vegan over 50, she was called. And then we'd interview uh, someone that ate whatever they wanted. And then we'd interview someone else that, uh, you know, Dexter Kruger, Australia's oldest man at the time, and he'd be like, I have coffee and cake at morning tea and coffee and cake at afternoon tea and I have a coffee at midnight to help me sleep. And he's like, have you ever had, what do you have like, do you remember he asked, have you ever had pigs, What? not pigs here, but he's like, have you ever had like, I don't know, pigs trotters or something. He's like, you haven't eaten until you've had pigs trotters or whatever it was. And we're like, hold on what we realized was that the best eaters were not the, the, the best eaters were not the ones living to 100 we're interviewing all of these centenarians and so on and it wasn't the diet so we got really curious and you know 10 years later we're curiouser and curiouser as i would say we started going to ikaria in 2016 so our first trip to visit yani and yoana uh, 2016 i wrote a book in 2021 um, and again been helping people with this stuff ever since so that's a bit of the story Now you've got the context. There's Domo Damo and I 10 years ago. Damo had hair back then. Look at this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And again, so this is just trips to Ikaria over 2016, 2018, 2019, then COVID came along, took it out of the ballpark, and then we went back there this year. Now, it it comes across at times, oh, come on, that we have a bit of an obsession with Ikaria. I'm going to see if this works. Um, Damo, can you crank that? I want you to just tell me, Kirsty or Mum at the back, if you can hear this. If I do this, will it go louder? And oh, we'll see. All right, here we go. I want—we get asked why you're so obsessed with your career. I want you to consider this just for a minute, if you can hear it.
0: I don't know anybody who is. Um, vegan from Nicaria. I know people here who prefer not to eat meat, but will have some now and then, mm-hmm. even though very, very rarely. I do know a couple of people who don't like meat. Mm-hmm. They just, it doesn't appeal to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anybody here who... First of all, I don't know anybody in Icaria who's born and raised in Nicaria that has a food allergy. Okay. No food
1: allergies. I there's no
0: gut problems.
1: No I've gut problems. Heard of this. Yeah.
0: The people I know who have food
1: allergies are not from here and have not been brought up here. So, I don't know about you, you don't have to tell me, but hands up if you want to. Hands up, maybe you're just asking for a friend. If you know a friend that has an allergy or a gut problem, and you go to an island of 8,000 people and there is not one allergy, not one gut problem, that's just one fascinating part of Ikaria. And again, I'll default to demo on all of that because that's the food stuff. But what we want to really talk about tonight is their lifestyle. So if you can, I would love, you you don't have to do this on your phone, but this is essentially the work that I've been doing personally with people since 2014. I call it the Exceptional Life Blueprint. We talk about eight areas of life. Damo and I on 100 Not Out talk about purpose, movement and social for longevity. They are the three superfoods to living a great long life, loving what you do, moving well and having a great social life. The quality of life enhances A great nutrition, a great family life, great growth and great wealth. And then we put our spirit around all of that. This is what cultures like Ikaria, Sardinia, Okinawa, this is what they do well. And it's not that we can't do it in Australia. We can, but it's a lot more fragmented. Your neighbour down the road does it well, but nine out of your ten neighbours don't do it well. Does that make sense? So we're like the black sheep of the black sheep in this room because we all want to do it well, but we know a lot of people that don't do it well. When you go to Ikaria, it's an assault on the senses and it's assault on the spirit because it's everywhere. It's inescapable. And they say in your cat ear it either sucks you in or it spits you out. You could ask a lot of Europeans. I know there's a number of people here that have European heritage. You will know this of your ancestors. It's like it's an innate way of living. It's not like they have to biohack their way to a great life. Whereas in Australia, we probably feel a bit more like we do. So I want to do a quick quiz with you. I call it the exceptional life quiz. If you want to do it on your phone, you'll get the score. Um, If you go to my website, marcuspierce.com.au, otherwise just play along. You'll just have to add the scores up in your head. Uh, But if you go to marcuspierce.com.au and click on the menu, you'll see a thing called Take the Quiz because I'm going to ask you to find out where you are right now in the scheme of your life, not just in how you eat or how you move or what money you have in the bank or how spiritual you are. Again, living in Byron Bay, everyone can feel my energy, man but they don't pay their rent, they've got three wives, four kids, I don't know where their houses are, but everything's so cool. So what I'm wanting to do right now is for you to get a really quick audit on your life, and again, it's very conscious, it's like, okay, I'm going to score this out of 10, I don't want you to agonise over it, I want you just to give yourself the first score that comes to mind, you can either do it on your phone, you can do it in your notes, you can write it down, it doesn't matter. But I want you to just give yourself a score, life purpose, let's call it career, Let's call it your waking hours. Are you doing what you love and loving what you do? You're either on the path to inspiration or regret. Are you doing what you love and loving what you do? Dot, dot, dot most of the time. I'm not looking for rainbows. Give yourself a score out of 10. Now give yourself a score out of 10 for movement. Is movement a lifestyle chore or lifestyle choice? Is it like, oh, I have to go to the gym? Or is it like, no, you can't wait to go to Pilates or you can't wait to go for a walk or you can't wait to go for a swim or whatever it is that you do? Movement will give you vitality. I know I'm moving fast. Yep. Come on, Deb, you've got this. Now let's talk about your social life. You become who you hang around. Are the people that you hang around, do they uplift you? Are they cool to be around? Are they fun to be around? If you're, if you're trying to keep scores in your head, I'm already feeling for you because your brain will be hurting. <laughs> Write it down in the notes. Keep a score. Write it down in the notes on your phone. Send yourself a text message. Nutrition. Nutrition. When you do nutrition, why, well, you've got great energy. When you do a poorly, you've got disease. 33% of cancer, 33% of uh, diabetes, direct result of obesity. And as Damo will tell you, 80% of your body shape comes from your diet. It's not big boned. It's not your genes. It's your diet. All right, family. I love my family for who they are. If you have the most awkward Christmas days ever, if family birthdays are if birthdays and funerals and weddings are like filled with stress around family, then this needs to be addressed because that impacts the quality of your life so much. Who cares how much money you've got in the bank if you can't stand most of the days of your life because your family life is turning into a bitter and twisted soul. That's not how it works. How much fun are you having in your life? That's growth. How much fun are you having? So many of us are bored, bored, bored. We work and then we retire and then we don't know what to do with our lives and we're bored, bored, bored. There's a line somewhere in the research, the two most dangerous years of your life are the year that you're born and the year that you retire. And that is something that we've all got to be very conscious of. How much fun are you having in your life? Give yourself a score out of 10. And then we look at your wealth. Do you spend less than you earn and invest a difference or do you spend more than you earn and invest a difference? Pretty easy to give yourself a score on that one. You'll know how well you're going there. And then we get to your spirit. We wrap, we wrap a big circle around all those areas of life and we put our heart and soul into everything. And when you put your heart and soul into everything, you can see the bad in the good. But you can also see the good in the bad. Like, can you actually go through challenge and go, I was actually better for that challenge? If you go to these cultures, and again, we have it in fragments in Australia, but challenge makes you stronger. Challenge makes you stronger, whether it's a challenge of the soul, a challenge of the family, a challenge physically. Challenge makes you stronger. When you do it well, you feel fulfilled. When you do it poorly, you feel broken. So, I know I'm going quick, but I want you to consider this. The unexamined life is not worth living. So are you examining your life or are you just examining your diet or how many reps you did at the gym today or how much money you've got in the bank? We've got to examine all areas of life. And I say this when I'm talking to people that are big into nutrition. Tomorrow I'm talking to people that are big into wealth. Tomorrow I put a circle around independence and go wealth is not enough. Tonight I'll say nutrition is not enough. But you know, if you live for your kids, I'll say your kids are not enough. If you live for your job, I'll say your career is not enough. When you go to these cultures, they're not so monosyllabic that it's all about their work or it's all about their diet. It's all about their life. And we live in a culture where we don't generally have that so much. So I want you to be really mindful of this. And if you still don't believe me, I want you to look at the stats in Australia because we say we're a lucky country. I think we are in many respects, but I don't think we are in longevity. Because of our wealth, we have a problem. We are eighth on the ladder for longevity. Depending on where you get the stats, you might be third or fourth on the ladder. And the mass media will give you all these great headlines. Go, yes, Australia's life expectancy has risen by 0.1 years. Yes, I think that's like 36 days. (laughs) That was the proclamation post-COVID. During the COVID years, Australia's life expectancy went up by 0.1 years. Woo! So we're eighth for longevity. But here's the problem. And this is what no one ever talks about. We're 21st for quality of life. And you might go, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? I'll tell you what that means. Fire alarm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what that means is it should be a little bit scary because... No, there's no fire. I thought they were going to walk to as well. 12.1 years of, is Lottie in the room? 12.1 years of the shittest life you can possibly imagine. 12.1 years of years in a nursing home, increased medications, time in hospital, hospital, your social life being the waiting room. 12.1 years, what is that? Is that like 5,000 days? So in Australia, at 70.9, this number here, we call it the health-adjusted life expectancy This is when it technically, statistically, when mediocre is talking, this is when it all goes downhill for most people. And I'm encouraging every single one of you in the room, do not be a bloody statistic. You must be the exception to the rule. So My word is exceptional because I want us to be the exception to the rule. I don't want you to be here. We interview 100-year-olds all the time. They're a dime a dozen. Longevity is not an achievement. The way that I say it is average longevity is going to happen to all of us. The quality longevity is only going to happen by us, by the ones that really want it. And that's why I say it's not by the best eaters, it's by the best people that do life. This is why longevity is not an achievement. Right now, who's had a newborn recently? Anyone here? Three or four years? Okay, no, okay, anyway. doesn't matter. <laughs> Forget, delete, delete, move on. A newborn is a one in two chance to reach 100 50 50, it's a flip of the coin. It's not even a thing. A 70 year old, my mum, 70, 71, my mum is a 1 in 10 chance to hit 100. That's not that novel. It's not like 1 in 100. And then, depending on where you are in the scale, it's not that novel. It's not that exceptional to be a centenarian. So, when we look at longevity, then, if being a centenarian is not such a big deal, then what about this? What if longevity was not who popped the most magic pills or potions? Because that's what it is at the moment if you, if you read the news. What if longevity wasn't who had the most wearable <laughs> check? Or what if longevity was the most relaxing or the most social time or the most meals at the table? What if it was the most homegrown or cooked from scratch or relaxing or social meals? What if the most fulfillment in the day wins longevity? What if the most incidental movement wins? What if the most Fun in the day wins, not the food you eat, not your macronutrient ratio, not your intermittent fasting breakdown, not when you go into ketosis. What if they were all great? Like there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But what if longevity was something that you couldn't necessarily stick a needle in your arm or take a blood test and measure? Because right now we want to do everything by numbers. We want to do longevity by numbers. But you go to these places and people even are starting to doubt. Even some of the if you, you know, people are sending me like people on Instagram that are now dissing even the blue zones because they're like, yeah, but what if they don't have the data? I'm like, honestly, this is National Geographic. They spent millions of dollars on this research. The only reason why the places that we talk about are blue zones is because of the data. It's the only reason why they're considered blue zones. The places that aren't considered blue zones like Vilcabamba in Ecuador and Abkhazia out near Georgia and a couple of others in Peru is because they don't have birth certificates. That's the problem. So this is all based on the data, but longevity itself, particularly in Australia, we cannot put it into a potion and give it to you and measure how effective it is. So your challenge tonight is to ask yourself, what example of longevity are you going to set for your family and the people around you, and what maybe are you doing right now? What type of longevity are you going to create for yourself, whether is it the mediocre statistic or the exceptional one? Because here's the thing. Whether you're in your 40s, or I'm 42. People go, what are you talking about longevity? You're only 42. Because this, this is not about me and my life. This is about the fact that longevity happens when you're in your 20s. When you're in your 30s or your 40s, it's not something that happens when you're in your 70s. Dementia takes 20 to 50 years to get to diagnosis. So when you're 25 and you start working full time and you start, I, can't, I don't have time to exercise, that's the stuff that actually gets you when you're 75 and the doctor says, I'm sorry, you've got dementia. So we've got to be very mindful of this. This is not something that you look at when you get older. I know I'm ranting, but just bear with me. I'll get to the happy stuff in a minute. Um, This is a study out of Harvard. So this is my first what if, now that I've set the scene. Lisa Berkman, Harvard, 7,000 men and women living in California. The people who were disconnected from others were roughly three times more likely to die. Now, I put this up because in the COVID times, we were very disconnected from others. The people who were disconnected from others were roughly three times more likely to die during the nine-year study than people with strong social ties. So what if our social life was more important than our nutrition for longevity? Think about this. The kinds of social ties did not matter. What mattered was being involved in some kind of social network, our family, our friends, our church, our volunteer groups, our marriage. These results were regardless of age, gender, healthy lifestyles, physical health status. The big finding was this. Those with close, close social ties and unhealthy lifestyles such as smoking, obesity and lack of exercise actually lived longer than those with poor social ties but healthy lifestyles. Like a good diet. Does that make sense? Now, here's the best thing. Here's the best bit. The people that lived the longest in the study were the people that had the healthy lifestyles and the close social ties. So both wins. Nutrition and social life wins but social beats nutrition. Does that make sense? Who cares if you're having an organic chicken salad sitting in the corner of the room, but you've got no friends and you hate your life? It doesn't make any sense. But this is the world that we're in. Damo and I in 2019 had the great fortune of going to Ikaria with nine ladies. It's not a man. And so we went for a swim at a very hard to uh, reach beach. We had to get a boat, and then we had to almost get destroyed by waves, but we got there. Look at the joy on our faces whilst we go for a swim and trying to take a group photo. We can't stick a needle in your arm and go, you've got the secret. We don't know scientifically why socialising extends life. But we just know that it does. So I challenge you, like how good is your social life? When we have dinner around a dining table in Ikaria, watching the, watching the sunset over the agency, we can't scientifically explain it. We cannot scientifically explain it, but we just know that it does. We'll leave it there for this edition of 100 Not Out. Hope you enjoyed that insight into our recent event together. We're going to share with you part two of this presentation next week, and then we'll kick into Damo's side of things, uh, which is a big deep dive into nutrition. Thanks again for joining us on 100 Not Out. If you would like to join us in Icaria and Sardinia, one or both, in 2023, Head on over to 100notout.com where all the information is and you can express your interest to join us. We're in Icaria, August 22 to 31, and Sardinia, September 1 to 10. Until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.